Here we go now with the Foundation Skills Assessment Test in BC Public Schools. It is that time of year. These tests are underway right now for kids in grades 4 and 7. These tests measure basic skills in writing, reading, and mathematics. The kids do not receive a grade on these tests. This does not count on a kid's report card. This is for data collected by the provincial education ministry. These tests have long been opposed by the teachers' union. Why do they want to scrap these tests? Let's discuss that now with my guest, Lizanne Foster. Lizanne is the first vice president, Surrey Teachers Association. Lizanne, thank you for coming on today. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Why does the union oppose these tests? Um, mostly because it's a waste of time and resources. We've got 103 elementary schools um, in Surrey. You can count about two or three teachers in each of those schools. And for each of those uh, teachers, about six to eight hours of instructional time is taken out of the day in order to um, have these tests um, and to provide data that is of no use to the children facing the, the, the teacher each day. At the same time, the, is the, the budget for the district is under pressure. We always have not enough money for all the needs that have to be met in the district. And so our question is, why is there money going, time and resources, going to this um, kind of test when there's so much need in the district for other things that kids in the classrooms right now need? Okay, well, I'm, I'm taking a look at the ministry's website on this, and it says that the foundation skills tests uh, provide important information to the ministry to show how well students are progressing in foundation skills, and it allows them to identify maybe areas of the province or schools where kids are falling behind and allocate resources. You, you're, not, you're not buying that? You don't think that's true? Not at all, because... It, wow. it, there are so many data points to show what is needed for students in our district. We know, teachers know exactly what kids need and why hmm. uh, students are falling behind. We could give detailed lists of what we need in each school in this district, but we're not getting that money. We're not getting the funding. We mostly need more education assistance. We need more um, learning support teachers. We need more integration support teachers. Um, there are several schools right now who do not have um, teachers that play vital roles we also need, you know, all kinds of resources for the children in our classroom right now, Mike. You know, you go to work, all of us go to work each day, and we get a reward for the work that we do. We, you oh. know, we come home with a salary. Kids doing these tests are working for something. They're spending six to eight hours of their time doing the work for this, for which they, they, they do not get a direct um, okay. benefit. Okay. I've heard the union argue that, these tests can cause kids to have stress and anxiety. Yes. And I yes. remember, and okay, you agree with that. So Absolutely. I remember yes. when my kids, they're in university now, but when they were in grade four and seven, I remember getting a letter once from uh, teachers from the BCTF saying, pull your kids out of these tests. Don't let your kids right. take these tests because right. it's going to stress them out. And I remember I spoke to my boys and we went over this in detail and I asked them, 
do these tests cause you anxiety or stress? And they just shrugged. They they were like, no, they weren't stressed out by these tests. The, the tests were not a problem. So I was like, go, go ahead and test my kid. I don't have any problem with that. What, what do you say to that? Yeah, so there's a significant um, student population, absolutely, for whom... Um, you know, these kinds of tests would not be a problem. It's usually um, in families like in the south of um, Surrey. Surrey is a huge district. Of course, we have north and south. We have enormous disparities between the test results in the north and the south. In the south, where you're likely to have families where uh, kids um, travel widely and have a good sense of what's out in the world, can have private tutors, can get psychometric testing if they need it, probably most likely are in homes where people are not working three or four jobs and, you know, mostly absent. But in the North, you have a very different situation. You have um, students, um, in, you know, in homes uh, where there might be nine people living in a two-bedroom home who might struggle to access the same kind of facility with language and with, you know, getting homework mm. done. That might be easy in the South. In the South, the student might be going home to a bedroom where they have their own computer, their own bedroom, and they have lots of support for their learning. In the North, you might have kids who just don't oh. even have space to do their homework. This okay. is what we're talking about. Now, teachers know who in yeah. the classroom is undergoing that kind of stress in their learning. I, I know that, that, that a long-time irritant for the union, I'm, I'm sure you're very familiar with this, is, is these annual school rankings that are put out by the Fraser Institute, which is kind of a, like a right-leaning conservative think tank. And every year they collect the data from these standardized tests and they rank all the schools in exactly. the province, uh, which one did best on these tests. And every single mm -hmm. year it is sort of private elite prep schools that rank on top. So I'm taking a look at the top ranked elementary schools, Crofton House, Vancouver, yep. St. George's School, Vancouver, West Point Gray Academy. Of course, these are elite private yep. schools. The yeah. lowest-ranked schools are public schools, often in poor parts of the province, like Niska Elementary mm -hmm. Secondary School in New Ianch, you know, Voyager yeah. Elementary School in Quesnel, some of these poorer communities. Can you exactly. talk a little bit about that? Like, what is your concern there? So it's an unfair, it's an unfair comparison. If you're in a private elite school where your parents can pay $23,000 a year for tuition, you are in small classes. You are, if you have any kind of learning disability that is fully supported. By the way, Mike, this is um, Learning Disability Month. So it's extremely mm -hmm. ironic that we have this kind of testing, standardized testing, which we know stresses you know, a lot of students out in Learning Disability Month. So if you are in a, um, you know, you're going to a private school, a teacher, one teacher divided you know, between 15 students is a very different kind of learning experience in a classroom where there's one teacher, you know, for 30 students. That's a completely yeah. different um, sure. situation. Okay. Let me ask you about the, the, the BC First Nations Leadership Council, which supports these tests. So this is a group of representatives of First Nations chief indigenous leaders in our province. They support these tests they disagree with the union continuing to encourage parents to pull their kids out of these tests. 
they say that these tests measure the, how the education system is performing for Indigenous kids, and they support the tests. Why do you disagree with Indigenous leaders in BC on these on these tests? We actually agree that there should be more funding focused on First Nations uh, students, and there should be system-wide dramatic upheaval to do whatever needs to be done in order to improve Indigenous graduation rates. We absolutely agree with that. Okay, we but... disagree on the way that this, that this data is being used to do that. But we these... think... But these indigenous, but this indigenous group, just taking a look at their most recent letter on this, is First Nations are determined to hold the education system responsible for closing the gap between indigenous and non-indigenous learners. The foundation skills assessment test is one of the few tools for determining whether that gap is closing. So these are indigenous leaders in British Columbia who want these tests to remain there. They say it's an important tool for them to see how indigenous kids are doing in the province. Why would you want to take that away from them? So the tests don't actually include all Indigenous students in our schools. The tests actually allow for exemptions. So if it was mandatory for every single Indigenous student to, to write the tests, and perhaps in every grade, and then it would be perhaps a better reflection. But a lot of we have a very high Indigenous population in Surrey, and the schools that have high um, Indigenous uh, uh, student rates in their population also happen to be the schools for which they are who are struggling to get resources and supports for learning. So it's very, very difficult. We, the NDP, the BC NDP, when they were in opposition, every single year promised that when they were going to come into power, they're going to review and revise yeah. the, the way the FSAs are. We absolutely agree that data should be collected and we should track how Indigenous students are um, improving. But this particular test that is used you know, by realtors to sell houses. That's what the ranking is used for. That is subjecting students who now have, students are not being assessed both standardized testing classes anymore. This month is, um, this year is the first time we'll be moving towards a new reporting order that focuses on descriptive feedback. So you can't just get your A or B or C. It has to be a paragraph that describes how a student has improved. And students okay. might be completely unfamiliar with standardized tests and then the shock of mm-hmm. actually being subjected to them. We think there's a better way to achieve the same objective that the okay. First Nations um, Committee is wanting to achieve. Lizanne, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike.